Welcome to Revitalize Your Relationship. You are listening to episode 81, How to Want to Have Sex. Hello there, lovers. Okay, picture this. The lights are low. Your partner lights a candle in the bedroom, which is perfectly clean, perfectly made up. You look into their eyes, and their eyes seem to say to you, it's go time. And then you feel it deep down in your bones, complete and utter disinterest. You're like, seriously? You don't even know the day I've had. You are barking up the wrong tree, buddy. Do you ever feel like this? Do you ever want to want to have sex, but you just don't? You know, maybe you have done all of the things I've taught you so far. You've planned date night. You've put it on your calendar. And then you get to that moment, the moment, and you're just not interested. You're just tired. You're stressed. So this episode is all about figuring out how to want to have sex. And I will say that when I was, I talked to my husband about this episode and he said, oh, that's easy. Just wake up and breathe. That's how you want to have sex. I was like, okay, well, that's not how everybody operates. I think a lot of people do feel that way. Um, a lot of like people who are socialized male are taught that they are super sexual beings and like sex is always on their mind and everything else. Some may feel that way, but you know what? I work with a lot of people where that is not the case. Whatever their gender identity is, they just, they like to want to have sex, but they really just don't. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to give you some ideas to start to open up a little bit and feel like you want to have sex. The first thing I want to say before we kind of get into this is that uneven sexual desire in a relationship is very, very common. You know, I know that most people don't talk about this. Um, It's not really something you bring up over family dinner about your sex life with your partner. Um, That might be a little too much information for other members of your family. But you are not, but I do want you to know that you're not alone if you deal with this issue where maybe your partner really wants to have sex a lot and you really don't, or the other way around. So number one, uneven sexual desire is not abnormal. It's actually quite the opposite. It's very, very typical. I work with a lot of people who come to me because they think that that's a problem. And what I want to say is that it's not actually a problem. Most of us think that sex is this big measuring stick for our entire relationship, which, you know, I used to get very upset. (laughs) I was like, sex is not a barometer for your relationship. But as I think about it, it really does make sense that so many people come to this conclusion because relationships are kind of this intangible thing that we sometimes have trouble really finding somewhere to stake our claim on like how things are going. But you can measure how often you have sex. You can measure how much you're enjoying sex to some degree or another. It is like a measurable thing if you really think about it. However, I don't think that 
your sex like or even lack thereof necessarily determines the overall health of your relationship. So that is something I want really to open up with all of you because most of us have just been sold this idea that a great relationship is built on a foundation of good or great sex. If you think about the last 10 romantic comedies that you saw, there's always a moment where they have sex and it's magical and it's mind-blowing and you know then they know that they're meant to be because their sexual chemistry was so awesome. You never see one of these movies, you never see like a, a, a music video or a song about like mediocre sex. Like our relationship is mind-blowing, but our sex is just okay. There is no song in the history of pop music to that tune, right? So we're not going to dismantle or spend much time dismantling the, the belief system of an entire culture around sex. I really think it's important to at least suggest to you to give yourself a break for like one hot minute <laughs> and not necessarily equate a mediocre or even a bad sex life to a terrible relationship. Because how you start to want to have sex is to remember that sex is in large part, of course, a physical act or even just physical intimacy. It's something we do with our bodies. But in order to get into the space where we want to do that with our bodies, there is a mind component. It's a mind thing. Sex is totally a mind thing. Um, And the easiest way for you to prove this especially with your partner, is think back to a time where maybe your sex life was great. Maybe it was passionate. Maybe you like couldn't wait to see each other again because you knew there was going to be some fireworks in the bedroom or wherever your <laughs> location of choice may be. But if you're always thinking thoughts that you're tired, you're stressed, everybody in your life wanted something from you today and the last thing you want to do is be sexually or physically intimate with your partner, I guarantee it's going to be impossible to get turned on. You're not even going to be in a position where you would be open physically to feeling pleasure. You're going to probably shut down way before that's even an opportunity. Those are the things that we are starting with. And of course, I don't expect you to just believe me. (laughs) You really are going to want to test these things out for yourself, spend some time thinking about it. And of course, If you think that maybe your sexual situation is more complicated and you want some one-on-one support with me, I do have a few spots left for this year. I've had a huge influx of, of new folks coming into my coaching practice, which is amazing, but it does mean that I have very limited coaching spots left for the rest of this year. So if you're interested in talking to me about your specific situation, you can head over to revitalizeyourrelationship.com slash consultation and set up a time to speak with me about your specifics. So here's the question. How do we get from a place of not really being interested, not being turned on to wanting sex with your partner? I've suggested that it really does start with your thoughts. You guys know this. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that our thoughts create how we feel, both how we feel mentally, also physically. For many couples who experience a lot of passion at the beginning of their relationship, 
The reason that they feel that passion in a very physical way is because they're constantly thinking about their partner. They're thinking about what they're going to do when they get together. They're thinking about how incredible their partner is, how mysterious they might be. We make up a lot of stories, to be totally honest, about who this other person is and what magical tricks they may have in the bedroom. And then so what happens over time is many of us kind of slip into a status quo where we don't necessarily look at our partner through that fresh lens. We don't look at them with any mystery or curiosity. This is what I was talking about on the podcast last week around first date energy. All of those same principles on the episode 80 apply here. So if you haven't listened to that episode, you'll definitely want to go back and have a listen to that as well. But I want to also give you some really concrete things you can do to at least start along the path to getting to a place where you want to have sex again. And we'll go through some of the really common arguments or excuses that I hear about why you don't want to have sex. The first, I'm sure some of you can relate, is you just feel tired. This one's been a big one for me this last year or two or four. You simply get to the end of the night and even with your best of intentions, even if you love your partner and you know they're super attractive and you always have a great time in bed with them, you're just fucking tired. So how do you start to shift that um, without maybe drinking 16 coffees in a day? Some of the experiments I get my clients to work with is taking a little nap, (laughs) like taking a 5 p.m. nap so that you have energy. Sometimes just getting out of the house or doing a nighttime exercise routine is great. We have a Peloton in our house and there's live classes that you can take at all times of day. So if I have a night planned with my husband and I'm feeling exhausted, one of the things I will do is I'll get on the bike for 15 minutes, gets my heart racing, it gets me feeling good. And that is something, please don't overlook this. If you are not physically feeling good, if you don't look in the mirror and think like, damn, I look good. A little bit of physical exercise can help support a healthier body image. I don't know what it is. I mean, I don't think my body has physically changed much since I stopped having children. Um, I've been pretty much the same size for my most of my adult life other than when I was pregnant. But When I do a slightly challenging to extremely challenging workout, the sense of accomplishment that I feel physically, the the feeling I get in my muscles, I'm at a place right now where that just feels so good to me. I feel like I overcame something challenging. I feel like I exerted and used my body. And I appreciate the way I look now. I really, like I look in the mirror and I'm just like, looking good. So I think all of us could do well with some of that work. It doesn't have to be a hard physical workout. I'm not suggesting you take up something or add something to your list that might make you feel more tired, but doing something for your body so that you look in the mirror and think that you're sexy, so that you look in the mirror and you think like maybe for you it's putting on makeup, maybe it's doing your hair. There's nothing wrong with doing your hair at nine o'clock at night if that's what makes you feel good. Too many of us delegate feeling good onto how someone else talks to us, how they treat us, and when they compliment us. And I think that that is 
a really unfortunate cultural thing that most of us have picked up. The best validation and the only validation that really matters does come from your brain to you. So find ways that you really love to feel fancy, feel sexy, and indulge in that a little bit. So I said, for me, it's working out. For you, it might be putting on makeup and doing your hair. For someone else, it might come from a sense of accomplishment around something that you did at work. Whatever you've got to do to like boost that energy within you so you're feeling confident and sexy and alive and you're doing something that is healthy and nourishing and supportive to your brain and your body, I say go for it. Add that time. Give yourself some of that time if you know that you know this might be the night or this might be the day where things heat up. So we want to go into that sexual encounter or that intimate encounter already feeling good. If you try to delegate how turned on you feel to your partner, you are giving them quite the task. If you're like, okay, laying back on bed and you're like, convince me. Convince me why I should have sex right now. Um, that probably, that probably won't work for either of you. Maybe they're into that though, so who knows? <laughs> I don't know what your partner's specific tastes are, but I think it's much easier to make it happen and for it to be pleasurable for you if you take ownership for showing up from a place where you feel sexy. So all of that I consider the prep work for sex. Another reason I think a lot of people don't feel like they want to have sex is because they feel maybe some adversarial energy with their partner. I know so many people have learned to use sex as like a tool where you know, if their partner's doing the things they want, then sex is on the table. If their partner does something wrong, then they withhold sex. I think this is something we picked up again. It's an unfortunate piece of culture where we think of sex as something that we give to someone else. It's bestowed upon them. It's like a chore that we're only willing to do if the other person behaves according to our set of rules. And This is, again, something we're not going to probably dismantle in one podcast. This is something that we probably need to work together on -on one-on-one. But I will open this up at least to the question with you. What if you believed sex was just as much for you as it is for your partner? Would you feel compelled to like withhold it if they forgot to pick up milk from the store? I know that's kind of a silly example, but I heard clients tell me that that's how they use sex as like a weapon of manipulation. So be really careful and notice, be honest with how you are approaching sex. Is it something you think you're doing for the other person? Because if it feels like that, even if they quote unquote behave the way that they're supposed to, it's going to feel like a chore to you. You might as well scrub the toilets. Like don't use sex as a bargaining chip as much as possible. Um, It should be something that is about enjoying your body and your physical experience, their body, their physical experience, ideally. I mean, you're free to think about it however you want, but that's probably going to be more helpful to some of you who truly want to have sex, but feel like you're using it as a tool of punishment or being punished with your partner withholding sex. And the final sort of reason people tell me that they don't want to have sex often is about not feeling like there's enough time. 
I mean, anybody out there with kids? Maybe you're afraid of them bursting into the room at any moment. That's enough to put a lot of pressure on you and make a sexual encounter kind of stressful, right? But it doesn't mean that your sex life is over until your kids move out of the house. It just might mean that you have to get creative with your partner. And you know what? That could be fun. Maybe you plan to go away for one weekend a month. Maybe you have someone come and babysit your kids and you go to a movie, quote unquote. I don't know how you're going to do it, but ask your brain to think of ways where this could be fun. And I actually think that is a brilliant question. You can ask your brain, how can I want to have sex? How can I help facilitate a fun sexual experience for us? Get your brain to be creative. Give that hunting dog something to do that is focused on you having an amazing time with your partner in a very intimate way. And yes, of course, this is an introductory podcast to this topic. There are probably lots of specifics in your relationship that we would need to address in order for you to go from not wanting to have sex at all to craving sex as like a regular thing in your week. But if that is something you do want to work on, then I hope that you will reach out to me. You can head over to revitalizeyourrelationship.com slash consultation. Set up a time with me to talk about where you want to take your relationship, whether it's about sex or whether it's about fighting less or just creating a better sense of teamwork and partnership with your significant other. All right, I hope that this has been helpful and I wish you a beautiful week and a beautiful relationship. Take care.